We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. We're live here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm a little rusty. I didn't do a little cheesy intro before playing the music, but here we are anyhow. Of course, if you uh, listen to Gaming Golf, the dozens of you that do that, uh, you would have heard the most botched opening ever anyhow. So maybe you didn't miss out on anything at all. Anyways, Fred, how you doing? I'm great, and it's good to have you back. We did, before we started recording, did a little quick uh, trip recap. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. good to have you back here. You said you, you missed baseball deeply while you were gone. And I understand that, but it is, it's always good to get away for a while. It is always even better to get back home. It is. Uh, both things are absolutely true. Uh, and there's like that fulcrum at like what point in time on that trip do you start feeling it? And, yeah. you know, <laughs> is it the third bat night in a row of bad sleep? Usually for me, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a good sleeper in like hotels usually, okay. especially with the family. You know, we're all crammed in together yeah. and all that. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, when you, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm kind of a finicky sleeper, I guess. And then, okay. you know, flight, the flight home was just forever. It takes two hours longer to fly back than they get there, basically, because you're into this big headwind the whole time. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Fl- flew over you at some point. Although actually, we probably were, we are well north of you. We were like over Hudson Bay, even in fact, oh, okay. the north part of Hudson Bay. And then they turn. You go up because of the curvature of the earth because you save a lot of time and then coming okay. down, but it's still just a long flight. Yeah. Um, we're hitting all the big topics right away here. Yeah. So uh, let's just <laughs> jump right into it here. Um, let, let's start off uh, with O'Neill Cruz. How can we not start off with that? What a fun experience yesterday. Uh, Statcast mania. I tweeted about that. That got a lot of traction tweeting about that, even saying like, hey, isn't this awesome just to have all this data at our disposal? And some people are like, man, I'd rather hear, just say hey, that guy's got a cannon. No, he threw the hardest infield throw of the season, like the of anybody in baseball. That's crazy. Yes. So StatCast data is awesome when it puts a number behind something that's like really cool, right? So you can be like, that guy has a cannon. It's even better when you're like, holy moly, in his first game, he had the hardest infield throw of the season. The only time StatCast data is like a buzzkill is when it takes something. I can relate to this with Kevin Pillar, um, who made all those diving catches. And then StatCast would sometimes step in and be like, <laughs> you know, uh, 12 Major League center fielders would have just caught that ball on the run and uh, and not had to dive for it. And you're like, oh, you just took, you know, you just took all the fun out of it for me. So um, I can see how StatCast is sometimes sure takes the fun out of things, but 
in this in this instance, I think it made everything even more fun. The the exit velocity on his hit and right. uh, and the throw, I, it's awesome. He's a really unique specimen. Like this is something where okay, so he got four RBIs. Okay, that's really not that exciting. Like he ha- just happened to have a hit when the bases were loaded. We know that's not going to happen with the Pirates all that often. Um, just those opportunities, but more the eye test like he's a really unique like a six seven shortstop with great speed and power has power skills and a cannon of an arm like this guy's gonna be really fun right and i agree with you stack cast i mean yeah although sometimes i do like it to when when you're you know the the whole edmonds versus andrew jones thing like right we could quantify that a little bit more yes yes oh it's great if you want if you want to know all the answers it's like going to Google, right? Like it, yeah. the going to Google ended just just bar arguments where people had just right. sitting. Well, this is this. Well, no, this is this. Well, why don't we just go to Google and we'll find out? Right. Like Statcast will just tell you the answers, which so sometimes takes the fun out of it. In this circumstance, I think it put more fun into it because it made things you were Absolutely. seeing seeing with the naked eye seem even more become even more special. When you're dealing with the superlatives and not the mundane, yes. Um, yes. then it then it's excellent. And it is. I'm grateful to have that at our, have that at my disposal. So I, I would yeah. leave it like that. That's how I am. But uh, yeah, and with Cruz, he'll probably move up in the order at some point. I'm not, you know, other I think than he's six today again. Yeah, yeah. I think other than number of reps, I don't know how much that matters with this the, with the Pittsburgh lineup. To be fair, uh, because is there really a a good spot in the Pittsburgh lineup? I guess there's always better spots. Like it gets them yeah. a little more around Brian Reynolds. I know Reynolds hasn't been peak Reynolds so far this year, but I think his OPS this year is like, I don't know, 770 or something like that, which is, isn't what it was last year, but it's still for Pittsburgh. It's, it's 774. Yeah. It's, there it's, you go. Yeah. So, that's an above, that's a slightly above average major leader. Yeah. And uh, I feel like he's never really hit his stride this season. So yeah, it could, be eight, it could be an eight hundred something the rest of the eight something the rest of the way. Anyways, it's it's still going to be better. I know what you mean. It's not like getting put up high in the Blue Jays lineup or something like that. But right, it's still better. But this is someone who should generate a lot of fantasy production just because of the nature of his skill set. Because right, unless the Pirates stop him, like he is going to steal a few bases, he is going to hit a few home runs. Like there should be diverse production there. We'll see what the batting average looks like. I'm not totally sold on that part of his game yet but right but we'll see right and and and, on, and to be fair too like i don't i'm not even up in arms that he's batting six right now i mean let him no, work his fine. way up you know get used to the yeah. uh, major league pitching for a while yeah six is fine it's not nine it's not like tony the yes. platooning him and batting him ninth when he did play him i mean it, you know by the way I, i'm talking about andrew vaughn now sorry i, I kind of didn't connect that dot but um my jays are in chicago so if he wants to put andrew vaughn back to ninth he right? can anytime after he hit second last night and got four hits they can move him to ninth anytime against bad barrios uh and yes. he was really bad barrios yesterday too uh i saw for- you tweet out bad barrios as a that's a really good like that that's a pun that could stick i don't know if it's a pun but label that's a label that could stick because it also sounds kind of like bad burritos which can be a thing um is that is it yeah it is possible to have a bad burrito i have a bad burrito yeah that i know and bad burritos can be damaging like that Mm -hmm. can leave you hurting afterwards but bad burritos is interesting because i watch almost all of his starts obviously as a jays fan and like he basically has two types of starts this year especially lately like he has starts where he wins the blue jays the game or he has starts where he gives the Blue Jays almost no chance to win. 
And they last night they came back and almost won. But if you look at his starts, like so many of them are seven innings and, you know, a really low run total where he almost wins the game for the team on his own. And then he has a bunch of starts. I can see one. I just brought up his page quick. One, two, three, four. So like four of about his last 10 starts, he's given them like no chance to win. And in the right. other, almost all of the other six, not quite, but almost all the other six, like he's given them almost no chance to lose. I mean, they could still blow it, but he's, he's made it very easy for them to win the game. See, I think it's really simple. He's not a number a fan SP one or really even an SP two. He's a good SP three, but you almost you almost always have to draft him as an SP two, but you just look like look at the opponents like okay White Sox in warm weather they got Tim Anderson back okay bad bad start don't use I mean you can't I don't think it's that simple but it's pretty simple uh you know he got crushed by the Angels but then he faced like Detroit and Baltimore he had a good start against the Twins which is a credible lineup it, also a revenge game for him uh, but uh, I don't know I just I. It's- I I was going to say, it seems like when I watch the starts, like you just know in the first inning, like like yeah. almost all these blowups, like I can see it in the first inning. He's just, everything's getting tattooed off him. And, and then in the other starts, he looks totally fine. But in the first inning, right from the beginning last night, you were like, oh, like he doesn't have it. And the, the part of me that has Brios on some teams just want, and is a Blue Jays fan, just wants to believe like something's going to happen in the dugout between the first and second inning or between the right. second and third inning. He's going to come back out like a new man, but it, it doesn't happen. It no, happened it on doesn't. opening day for them. And and like you said, like you said, he's a number three starter, a good number three starter. Well, Fantasy I don't know. number three at least. Yeah, I don't know what he is because this year he's, not even close. Like his ERA is five eleven. His his FIPS four seventy seven. So it's not like it's all been bad luck. But then last year, three fifty two and one oh six. The year before three fifty eight one oh nine. Oh sorry, no, I mixed up those years. The year before three forty eight one oh four. Um like the last couple of years he was definitely pitching like a number two fantasy starter. Yeah. This year, like this year he's sure. I guess keep like, in mind twenty twenty is exclusively against central division teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, that helps for sure. Yeah, I just the, the, the neat thing about Brios for years though is that he just took the ball every fifth day. He got his thirty-two starts, and he had an ERA in the threes and a WHIP that was usually helpful, not dominant, but helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, this year he's he's killing you. He's got five wins. That's something because because he kind of rotates between like five wins is a lot for in fourteen starts for a guy with a five eleven ERA. But it's right. the way he's got to that five eleven ERA. Like he's had a bunch of starts where he was very, very deserving of a win. It, it's a right. really odd mix right now. The, the Jays pitching is a really odd mix right now too, because Gosman will see how he does tonight, but he hasn't looked like himself the last couple of starts. Pete Walker, I'm sure is, has lost a bit of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he absolutely has. Uh, yeah. Kikuchi hasn't come around. Oh, he, he came around and then he came, went back, you know, know. he's like p- poked his head in and then said, yeah, maybe not. I know the J the Jays pitching staff has been very have or have not this year. Ryu wasn't doing well before they lost him for the no. season. Like, like Manoa has been incredible. And then Brios Gosman was incredible for a while. Brios has had some incredible starts, but the Jays pitching has been, yeah, very hit and miss. Um, it's, it's the, the biggest thing that'll decide them the rest of the year will be, can there's some real, real talent there, but they're yeah. like real inconsistencies and, and kind of concerning. I don't know what totally to make of Gosman's recent struggles. Like I said, I'll be watching, his start tonight very closely to see people aren't, aren't swinging at his cutter. Like, like they usually are. So what's, what's going on there. So I'm glad you brought up Pete Walker because I think 
we sometimes assign like the hero complex to certain pitching coaches. Sometimes. Yeah. Yep. We did that. I, how much of Robbie Ray's breakout last year was, was Walker responsible, responsible for, and how much was it just Ray and how much was it anybody else? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I used to do this with, I think we used to do this with Mike Maddox at times where we used to yeah. do it, you know, you know, with other, other pitching coaches, you know, we anoint them as geniuses, like, Oh, they can fix anyone. Uh, you it know, was the pirates guy for years. Um, Oh, his name's escaping. It's going to drive me nuts now. Anyways, does, it doesn't matter. This is more like 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and it was like the pirates would fix any, we felt like the pirates would fix anyone. Um, anyways, uh, yes, we do this with pitching coaches though, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes faulty, uh, but you know, it's cause it's, we feel it fills in the blanks with what we don't know. Yeah. We want things to hang our hat on. Like we love to talk about how, right. you know, we give Dodgers pitchers the benefit of the doubt. We give Rays mm-hmm. pitchers the benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, Cleveland, another one. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 this year I'm flummoxed because I give giants pitchers the benefit of the doubt. And this year that hasn't really, I haven't been rewarded for doing that. Anthony D. Sclafani's back tonight. We'll see how that goes. But so I was like, oh, he's a giant pitcher. He's back from injury. He's probably going to do well. Let's get him in the lineup. And then I kind of paused and thought, I don't know, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood. Some of these guys haven't been quite as rewarding as I had hoped this year. Maybe I'm not going to put him automatically right back in the lineup. Maybe I want to wait and see. So, right. yeah, having blind faith in pitching staffs, I don't know. It feels like sometimes works. I don't know. It feels like it's better than nothing, but it, it's definitely not an absolute. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's easy to get caught into that trap because we're just looking yeah. for answers. We're all looking yeah. for reasons why it's, things are a certain way. And if they're, it, and more importantly, we're looking for something to like repeat so that we can act on it. Find, yes. We, especially if we missed out on Robbie Ray last year, it's oh, okay. Well, let's find the next one. Um, yes. I, I think that fantasy baseball is really complicated and we loved our brains love to find ways to make it simpler. Yeah. So, so if your brain is like, oh, I can focus in on like six or eight teams and like try to grab a lot of pitchers from those teams and that'll lead me to success. I've just found like, like a rock to grab onto amidst the chaos. And so I'm going to get Dodgers. I'm going to get Rays. I'm going to get Giants. Like you said, like you said, I'm going to get Indians, Guardians. I'm going to get Guardians. I'm going to get Blue Jays. And then you're like, okay, I got something to grab onto here. So it's not quite as chaotic evaluating you know, 150 starting pitchers. Now I've got some to focus in on. And we, our brains love that. I think, I think it's relaxing for us. Mm -hmm. It makes us feel better. It doesn't always lead to us. It doesn't always lead us to success. And that's happened for me with Brios on some teams this year. Right. And it, it, I I think that's absolutely true. And I, I, I've done it with other pitchers too. And uh, I've fallen in love with them. Uh, It's a tough trap to fall out of sometimes. Uh, But anyways, uh, lots of injury news. A lot of big news here. Uh, not all of it good. Danny Jimenez went on the IL with uh, retroactive to Sunday with shoulder tightness. Um, I just picked him up in my NFBC main event league where I need saves. Ray Searage. Thank you. Ray Star Searage. Fire. Yes. Ding, that ding, was ding, the ding. name. He was awesome until he wasn't. And then all of a sudden you see Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton and uh, Tyler Glass now unlock other places. Right. Jameson Tyon, Clay Holmes. Now, it's, not all these are under Searage. There was a time where you were but... – there was a time, which sounds crazy now with how bad the Pirates are, but there was a time where you were like, oh, this pitcher, this this lower-end pitcher joined the Pirates? Pick him up. Ray yeah. Searage is going to fix him. Yeah. Yes. He was their hope. That's why they had that run is because yep. that and Andrew, peak Andrew McCutcheon. But, you know, yep. I – that goes a little ways too. Uh, but Danny Jimenez, uh, he is out. 
and shoulder tightness sounds like that's an easy cut. You know, I don't know who's the next closer. Maybe a JJ puck. Maybe they go some elsewhere because they don't want puck to close. We'll see about that, but it's all about me. So I'm mad because not only, you know, I've been, I've been chasing saves all along this league. I have Barlow and I picked up clay Holmes and we'll get into clay Holmes in a second here. Uh, and what happened with him last night. And now Jimenez is supposed to be closed or third closer finally. And we're going to be able to, uh, you know, have three closers this week. And now I've just got, I was able to swap somebody in for him at least, but at the same okay. time, it's super frustrating. Yeah. And you said you think he's an easy cut. I think I agree with you. I think what else complicates it, although I, I don't know. They, the A's say the injury is not very serious, but they say they're not bringing him back until he's 100%. There's mm-hmm. obviously the trade deadline coming up, and you know that the A's will move anyone they can possibly move. Right. Like they will be the number one sellers probably at the trade deadline or pretty close to it. So, right. um, yeah, I I think he's a cut too. I guess there might be some circumstances in a 15 where I would try to hold on to him. Maybe if I didn't have a lot of other injuries, but yeah. I've got a week to make this decision basically. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's the other factor is you're already holding him for half or close to half of the 15 day IL stint anyways. Yeah. So when it comes true. to Sunday night, will you think to yourself, like, even if there's no news, will you be like, well, I might only have to hold him one or two more weeks. Maybe he goes back into being a closer so they can bring his trade value up for, or try to bring his trade value up for the end of July trade deadline. I don't know. I, he's probably a cut. I could see some people in 15s keeping him. Yeah. yeah. If he gets traded, he's it. not going to be a closer anymore. No, probably. No uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Um, other, other news. You're talking about Descalfani coming back. At least he's going to have some runs to work with. Uh, the giants already up on the uh, Braves and Spencer Strider for nothing. Spencer Strider been making a lot of strides lately and he's taken a back step this uh, today here. Austin wins had a three run homer against him. Oh, he won that battle, didn't he? Fine. Ooh. I always, th- I, I definitely, Ooh, I know not that was my best. Jeff quality there. Um, yeah. Find someone who loves you the way Twitter loves Spencer Strider. Yeah. It's going to be some sad tweeters. There's movies of people who had some tweets lined up for tonight. You're going to have to hold those for five or six days. Yes. Uh, yeah. Spencer, Spencer apparently was for hire for the uh, Giants and not yes. the Braves tonight. Yeah. But yes. uh, there you go. I had to put, I put one out there and then you had to top it right afterwards. This is, yeah. this is why you're good at what you do. Come into the kitchen, expect to get burned. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> let, let's, uh, that's not even a saying, by the way, but okay. No, but it is now. It is. It is. Manny Machado, uh, not on the IL yet. And I'm, you, you said this in uh, our, uh, our outline, and I agree with you. I'm stunned that he's not. I, I heard the descriptions of the injury. I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't sound good. And then I actually saw the injury, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks horrible. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's not playing a night though, too. So this is two nights and they played yesterday. So two nights in a row off. We'll see though, if uh, they make the, like the midweek decision, do you have Machado anywhere? I have Machado a lot of wares. I've got him in a lot of places. Um, did you yeah, bench him in every place this week? I, I, they're, they're NFBCs. So I benched him till Friday and then we'll okay. see. I, 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 I will be surprised. If, if he manages to stay off the IL good for him, if he can mm-hmm. do that, they have the DH right. That they could try to use right. him for, he doesn't have to steal bases for a while. Um, you know, Machado just swinging the bat and running the bases at 80% would probably be better than what they could replace him with. So we'll see, but I I'll be impressed, but uh, ankles do sometimes go, people do sometimes go way over on their ankles and they're okay. So 
we'll see. But yeah, I, I still feel like a short IL stint at the very least. When I saw it, I was preparing for like a month yeah. uh, of not having them. So if I get anything, if I get anything like two weeks or less, I'll be really happy. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. I I have them only in a score sheet league, but you know, okay. it's a big big league to have them in. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well in it, and yeah, uh, it, it's it's ugly. It's really ugly. So yeah. uh, I, I I hoping for the best, expecting the worst. Mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised to see Jose Ramirez back in the lineup today after yeah. his thumb injury. Only I say pleasantly surprised. Only surprised because he had an MRI on the thumb on Sunday. So. That's always scary. And then we had the off day yesterday. So glad to have him back. Glad to have Jordan Alvarez back. Have both of those guys in one of my main event teams. So Sunday was a pretty dicey day for us. Yeah, there were there were a lot of those, like Ramirez, like you said, Alvarez, Machado. There were a lot of kind of wrenches thrown at us on Mookie, Sunday. Yeah. Yes. A lot of ones thrown at us right on Sunday where if you tried to set your bids maybe Sunday morning or Saturday night and thought, okay, I'm good. I'm ahead of the game. I'm done. You probably had to go back and change some things. Yeah. Just um, to make sure you were at least covered for these players. With dwindling inventory to, to yeah, boot with that. Sure. Uh, who did you add this week? Who were your big ads? Oh, not much. Um, I added Johnny Cueto in a 15 team league where I felt kind of fortunate that he was on waivers. Cause that's the state of pitching yeah. in 15 team leagues. Um, I did not add Riley green anywhere. I bid on him in a 15. He went for like 360 or something like that. I wasn't even close. That just wasn't my team needs in that league. Um, I tried to get Arcia from the Braves in some leagues. Didn't get him anywhere, but I didn't bid a lot of it, like 20 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get him anywhere. Um, in our labor league, I added Emilio Pagan. I don't know how Emilio Pagan got to waivers. I never bothered trying to go back. When you have a lot of teams, you don't have time on Sunday to go back and trace how some guy got right. to waivers. You just make the bid and move on. But we've talked about how in that league I could use saves. And to me, in a 15-team league with unlimited IL slots, I don't know how a guy who kind pretty much is his team's closer. Like, maybe he doesn't get every save, but he gets most right. of them. I don't know how he ever got to waivers. So I bid five bucks out of the hundred and I got him in that league. So nice. yeah, I felt, I felt kind of good about that one. I mean, not nice because I can't trade with you, but then again, I blew it. I could have traded you Giovanni Gallegos for like anything. And he's had like one save in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. I think uh, it was last week, but I don't know. It's, it's frustrating uh, because if you look at my roster, the DL is just, Oh, it's beautiful. It's just, no, it's not. It's a, it's yeah. awful. Uh, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Drew Rasmussen, Luis Patino, twin, twins, twins, Rays, and Brewers pitchers, they all got hurt on me. Bailey Ober got hurt. Right. Josh Winder got hurt. I got seven pitchers, although one of them was Cody Hoyer. That doesn't really count. But seven pitchers on the IL and four hitters. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little hamstrung right now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, I heard you with Scott a little bit. What was your What was your favorite bid, maybe, or pickup from the weekend? Uh. It's definitely not uh, Danny Jimenez. I'll tell you that much. Uh, that was that was frustrating. I could have we could have bid more on Kendall Graveman, but we thought oh, okay, it might be a week or two, and then he didn't even get the save yesterday. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think that was more about who they were facing in the order, and Graveman pitching the eighth so he could face Vlad and Teoscar, not because I, I, I don't think that that's a sign role. But anyhow, um, there was one I was happy with. Who was I happy with? Uh, it was, I think it was at Orlando Garcia. I was pretty happy oh, yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah. pick him up in one of the two mains. So that was big. Um, 
Tout Wars, I keep striking out. I went Bo Brisky. I went after Bo Brisky yeah. and didn't get him. Uh, yeah. An AL Tout. AL only league. You, you suffer the Boston start, so you get the second start against Arizona and the following week against Kansas City. But Ryan Bloomfield from Baseball HQ dastardly outbid me on that, so I was really okay. frustrated with that. I, ha- I have to tell you that I almost finally made a timely pickup in Yahoo Friends and Family this afternoon. What? I got home from work. I saw the information about Danny Jimenez. I actually thought for once to just go straight to our waiver wire and grab AJ Puck. And Scott beat me to him by like half an hour. Uh, I know. Which Scott, P&L or Jenstad? Jenstad. Oh. And this is like, this is why I never get these guys. Like I said, like. I was at work and I was driving home from work and then I got home from you work. You didn't pull I, over on the side of the road and do it on I your phone? I didn't know. I need to get, maybe I need to get some more alerts on my phone yes, or you something. Do. I don't really Clearly. like phone. I don't like phone alerts. Like I'm trying to go about my day. So anyways, I got home. I opened Twitter. I saw Danny Jimenez injury. I was like, yeah. I, and I never think of going to the friends and family waiver wire. It never crosses my mind right away. Like the first thing I thought about was, tonight's podcast and making sure we talk about him but right. qu- very quickly i thought of aj puck and it was too late yeah well jensad's all over any a's news that's too, true so. that's true that's his home team he you probably it. wouldn't have beaten him anyhow he probably yeah, has probably the alert not. um probably probably. Ha- he probably has billy bean calling him actually <laughs> probably yeah uh definitely not the the gm he's frustrated forced uh not is it forced no not uh, he's frustrated, not with the GM, but the pre- team president and the owner. Yes. He's very frustrated with anyway. So, yeah. And, and there's no certainty that puck will be the team's closer now. I mean, he, he based on 2022 stats has the best skills so far this year mm-hmm. in the bullpen. That doesn't mean that they'll necessarily make him the closer, right? They, they may choose to keep him in other roles. Um, I thought about grabbing Domingo Acevedo because even though his ERA is a little high at 382, like his whips 108, his strikeout rates you know, to walk rates good. It's 29 to nine. I was like, I, I kind of with Acevedo, everything except the ERA looks like someone who could be the closer on a losing yeah. team like the A's. So I almost went and grabbed him just in case he gets the first save chance, but I didn't, but maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. Well, I'm hanging on to like Sir Anthony Dominguez in that league and Ryan Helsley, I've yep. got Liam Hendricks already, so I'm kind of screwed as it is. But, uh, yeah, I hear you. I'm holding on to Rafael Montero. So I've got, like, three-eighths of a closer with three players. So that's usually good. That's good uh, roster management. <laughs> In that league, right it's not Very bad because, because of the daily. It's a totally different animal, and I hope some people are – I know some people listen to this who are not NFBC types and do yeah. daily moves leagues and Yahoo leagues and things like that. It's a totally different animal. Like, those – relievers you just mentioned they really tie up you're going to try to use all of those guys in an nfbc league it would really hamper your ability to get wins and strikeouts but in an in a daily moves yahoo league as long as you're using some bench slots on pitchers and you're cycling starters in out of your lineup too like it's a really effective strategy in that league i found doing um, that yeah yeah well that's the plan (laughs) in that league i found tanner (laughs) hauk sitting on waivers a couple weeks ago that was my big that was my best one so far this year and it was hmm. not a timely like Tanner Hope got a save and I grabbed him. It was just I was looking at the waiver wire one morning and just looking for another arm to add. And I was like, oh, Tanner Hope, uh, he's been throwing better lately. I'll pick him up. That's a and good pickup. Maybe stumbled on the closer for a not good maybe. Team. He's definitely the closer. Well, hopefully I st- hopefully I stumbled on the permanent closer for a good team. Rock solid. Nothing will possibly ever go happen wrong to him ever again. Then I'm uh, set closer. in saves. Fine. Yep. Set. Yeah. Set. Yeah. Um, I've got Trevor Rogers in that league and he wasn't really that bad. It wasn't terrible yesterday. Seven K's in five innings. Finally got some whiffs on his changeup. 
but still end up, you know, with a five four e for the day, uh, ERA for the day. And he's really struggled, but and that's, that, that's been a problem all along. It's just, you know, getting, you know, when you, he's, you invest such capital on him over other starting pitchers in that range really mm-hmm. haunts you. A- absolutely. Especially like we've talked about this year when pitching, especially in the early parts of the season was going really well. Yeah. I heard you and Scott talking, and I know this is some people's fantasy theory that if you're not going to use a guy for a two start week, you should cut him. Um, I don't, I don't totally subscribe to that. I feel like there has to be some nuance to it based on of the, course. Sta- the standings. Yeah. Right. So, and just, yeah. And what is values to you? So, so in our labor league, I have um, Alex Fiedo from the tigers. He has a two start week this week yeah. uh, in that league. I'm doing well in, I'm doing better in strikeouts and wins than I am in my ratios. No, I wasn't taking that chance. I didn't start him. We'll see how it all goes. Maybe I'll wish I started him, but I didn't cut him either because I still think he has a bit of potential. Um, I could see someone with Rogers just because the starts were both the Mets and that's unlucky and crummy. So, so I could see people out there saying, you know what, like I'm not starting them, but I'm not writing this guy off to the point where I'm going to cut him. I, I, you'd be just, especially because the disaster uh, scenario is he figures it out and is great over the second half on somebody else's roster. Um, I mean that that's, there's, there's so much potential of that happening there that I think, yeah, I agree. There's position for nuance and I, I don't, I, I don't really like to use maxims. I just, again, talking yeah. about framework, how we like to, yeah. our brain likes to sort things out. Oh, I can't use them in a two start. Then I can't use them. You know, well, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Nuance. It just depends yeah. how carefully you're managing your ratios. And maybe the fact that he had two starts was almost a detriment to some people who are very careful right now with the ratios because they're thinking like, I can't afford two blowups right. in a week. And in the end they didn't get a blow up, but like you said, they didn't really, they didn't get a good start either. They did get right. seven strikeouts, I guess. And he, so, or if they're like know, in a head-to-head league where your limited number of starts too, I, I mean, yeah. that'd be that'd be something that'd be a negative on towards that. So, how much longer yeah. do you give him to have this five eighty-three RA before you cut him? At least another month, um, a whole month, all the way to the All-Star break. Then velocity's not down, and that's no. my big takeaway from there. I don't think there's an injury. I just think he's just. I think he's just barely off, to be honest. And the whiff rate was high today. Guys. Yeah. He also, I mean, he was walking some guys against the Mets yesterday. He had some hideous defense behind him. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be, yeah, I, I say, you, make sure you watch the starts. You yeah. know, watch what's going on. Is he nibbling around? Is he just not the same guy? Is, is he just, is he way off? Is he just barely off? Is there any extenuating circumstance? Um, these are all things I think you need to look into before, you, especially with a, a player that you've invested so much draft capital in. Yeah. I think it, it it bears the extra time, you know, go back, yeah. look, you know, everything's available on MLB.com. I mean, you can look at highlights all the time. I mean, you may not be able to watch whole games, but, and you might be, it, you might, but you usually get a lot of information at your disposal. You can go, you know, read us, read, read picture lists, read whatever. Uh, there's so many different places you can, you know, get the information, make an informed choice. I, I sometimes think about this, um, Let's say he went on the IL for what was deemed a short IL stint right now. Um, I think most people would still hang on to him. So, for example, in a lot of my leagues, an injured Marcus Stroman is being kept. Um, and I was going to say injured Eduardo Rodriguez, although I, now I know he's away from the team, but he was coming back from an injury. Like in a lot of my leagues, he's still being kept. Um, if these guys are being kept, 
Rogers why can't, why can't that Trevor Rogers be kept? And if you want, just pretend he's hurt for the next two or three weeks and don't consider using him until right. you see something positive out of him. Like I said, if, if they said he had a sprained ankle on his Monday start and he was going to miss, but they said he just missed the minimum or something like the minimum, you'd probably keep him and hope that maybe he figured something out. So if, yeah. if someone has to just say, well, I'm just going to count him almost as one of my injured players right now. I won't use him for two or three weeks. And I'll, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut him. Cause like you said, he's someone who, if he does figure it out, we saw last year, what it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Uh, good. Speaking about, you know, not uh, playing, you know, non NFPC leagues and, you know, different format leagues, a lot of leagues use just one catcher. And I'm assuming Frank's question here implies that you only use one catcher. He has, would you roster Travis Darno? And I'm guessing Wilson Contreras, but it could be William. I'm not sure. So far they are combined 19 homers from the catcher position. If you're only using one of them, it, it's tough. But you know, with the number of days off that catchers get, a lot. Actually, it might be both Braves. Uh, it might be the Braves Contreras. Now that I think about it, I would assume it's the Braves. Well, I can do the quick math on the two players here and their home runs. And see which one. Williams. He actually replied. He, he oh, okay. actually yeah. So it's Williams. So he's got the Braves duo. There. Yeah. I, oh, I see. And, and, and just roster them both uh, for your two catcher slots. Yeah. I think that's what I'm getting at now. It's not a one catcher league. It's the two. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I did that with two J's. I've got that with Kirk and Moreno in a league. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm, especially because Kirk DHs sometimes. And same is true with the Braves. Every once in a while, Contreras DHs or plays the outfield. Same with Darno. Yeah. Less so now that Michael Harris is up and playing great, by the way. Um, but still, they they do get the, they use the DH slot with him a little bit, and it, it even put Contreras in out the outfield and put Ozuna at DH because uh, we've all seen the defensive stylings of Marcelo Ozuna. It's that's not pretty. Uh, so if that just gives them another option there too. So mm-hmm. yes, I would. I think William Contreras is good enough. Offers something with so many bad catchers out there right now. I think I'm fine just using both of those. Good lineup by the way too. Braves lineup. One you know. I even without Albies one through nine, it's a pretty strong lineup. I, I'm I'd be perfectly content rostering him. Yeah, my, my answer is so. Yes, if you're committed to this plan, and committed mm-hmm. means you're going to make sure if it's a daily transaction league mm-hmm. that the one who's starting is in your lineup mm-hmm. all the time. If it's an NFBC and it's a weekly, um, and you're just going to use them both as your two catchers, I think that's fine. And you just keep comparing the worst of the two, which mm-hmm. I guess is Contreras to what's on the waiver wire. Um, if it's a daily, as long as you're committed to the plan. So if you're regularly not checking the Braves lineup and not getting the right guy into your lineup, then it's defeating the purpose. If you're willing to check a couple, an hour or two before Braves first pitch every day and get the starting catcher into your lineup, then it would obviously work really well. Yeah, it would. Yeah, absolutely would. All right, so thanks for the question there, Frank. Uh, before we go on to more topics, uh, we're going to insert some ads from the, our friends at the Blue Wire Network Podcast Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we are back here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. He's Fred Zinke. I'm Jeff Erickson. Uh, let's talk about a few other issues here. The Rays uh, are just cursed right now. Two bad injuries yesterday. Gruesome injury for Manny Machado. Um, looks like it's going to be a really long time for him. Kiermaier's also on the IL. Uh, I think the guy that's a benefit the most from that is Josh Lowe. Just got called up on Monday. He, you know, With the baseball uh, reverting to limiting teams to 13, hitter, 13 pitchers, that was like kind of as like those two were kind of tied together at, at one point. Like, okay, we're limiting to 13 pitchers. We're calling up Josh Lowe. Now it's, we're going to probably play Josh Lowe a lot. Yes, absolutely. So this is his chance. I don't know if he'll be able to, you know, help fantasy teams, but he's going to certainly get the the runway to make this happen. Right. Um, Fangraphs also lists uh, Brett Phillips now as one of their regulars. Uh Phillips is in center field tonight. Yeah. Here's how, and remember, Wander Franco's out. Brandon Lau is out. Yeah. Uh, Franco's coming back soon. Lau, yeah. not so much. But tonight, Josh Lowe was in right field. Vidal Brujan was at second base. Taylor Walls was at shortstop. And Phillips was in center field. Yeah. Uh, so, But Lowe batted six tonight. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. Isaac Paredes, who they got in the uh, Austin Meadows deal, homer tonight after off of Nasty Nestor. Uh, and so did Harold Ramirez in the first inning, both uh, when they went back to back solo shots, okay. two, two in that one right now. Uh, but uh, those guys were batting two, three. I mean, it's just, you look at that lineup, you're like, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's Tiger's esque. I know you're just like, how are, how are the Rays going to find a way to make the playoffs again with this lineup? And then they've got some, some pitching injuries and bullpen, especially. And, but they will, they'll find a way. I bet they'll be there at the end. Uh, something out to mention about Phillips, uh, left-handed bat last year, he got 208 plate appearances against righties. He had an 870 OPS. He had 12 homers and 11 steals in 208 plate appearances. So that's yeah. either a homer or a steal about every nine plate appearances against righties last year. So there might be a path there in 12 or 15 team leagues, just depending on what the race schedule looks like week to week. Uh, yeah. if he's, if he's just going to get a, a, the start every, 
the Rays won't use him against lefties, but if he's going to get the start every time they face a righty, uh, he is someone who steals. Like he had 14 steals last year. He is someone who steals a few bases. It could be something to look at Sunday night just to see what the Rays lineup looks like for, sorry, what the Rays opposing starters look like for next week. Six, this six stolen bases this year. And you're yeah. right about, he, he's like a, a baby seal versus the club when it comes to against lefties. But yeah. Six steals uh, this year, all against le- against righties. Four homers this year, all against righties. Yeah, he could be useful. 24 plate appearances, no hits against lefties this year. Uh, yeah. 0.043 OBP. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah he, he's just – they don't he, – he's just not doing anything against lefties, and they, yeah. he barely gets the chance. So, that that's that will put a cap on his value. But uh, he did start against the lefty tonight, for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, so, they're really desperate tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. pretty much, uh, but uh, yeah, it's and then you know they you know they lost Kittredge. I yeah. have no idea who's who. If, if you had a, if they have a safe situation tonight, who steps on the mound for them? Uh, um, I Fire Eisen still on the IL. Um, Jason Adam pitched last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks Raley, maybe maybe Brooks Raley. Yeah. Uh, and and here, that is that's the real point is it's someone different every night. But Brooks Raley's a lefty. Like they'd have to have the right situation probably to want to bring him in. Maybe not. I don't know. It's the Rays, but maybe someone like Jalen Beeks gets. Jalen Beeks was the same. opener tonight, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Forget that. Or, plan or, or maybe was the primary. And he, you're right, and he's a little more of a multi inning. Like he has 17 appearances in 28 innings, so he's not really a closer. But the Rays would do anything. So. And I'm not trying to quiz you on the status of the Rays bullpen. I'm, I'm, I promise you, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, no, it's fine. But it's, it's the point is, it's like they. It could be one of a, a billion different people. It could oh, be I Colin forgot Pache. they used to have Fairbanks. They yeah, already he's hurt. lost him. Yeah, Nick Anderson. Remember him? Yeah, he's still in the 60 day IL. JT yeah. Chargeois, who they got in the Diego Castile deal yesterday, uh, last year. Um, he, Matt he, Whistler. There you go. There's another one. Ryan yeah. Thompson, Colin Poche. Poche is actually really good. Yep. You know, he has four saves. He that could be like our, be him. Yeah, he, he doesn't even have like a plurality of save chances for the team, though, let alone a majority. I mean, it's it's just you just don't and, know. And his his numbers they're okay. They haven't been great this year. Like overall, his ERA is good and his whip's good, but like a lot of bad a lot of bad at ball luck. He, yeah, he's been okay. His fifth yeah. four twelve. He hasn't been great. So yeah, it could be anyone. I'm kind of done. I'm done chasing Ray's saves. I tried Jason Adam last week in a league. He, he didn't do, hurt me or anything. He got zero strikeouts, no saves. I'm done. I'm done chasing Ray's saves. Mark it down on this podcast, June 21st, 2022. I am done chasing Ray's saves. Done. Wrote done. it down. I am not. I have teams that need saves. I will speculate on the Sir Anthony Dominguez types. I am not speculating on Ray's guys anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, it's yeah. I, I'm that way. With the Reds. I'm getting closer to doing that with the Mariners. But then, oh hey, Ken Giles just came off the IL. Tempted Jeff. Here, here here's a little, <laughs> little Ken Giles for you. I want to try it. Um, but uh, I actually have him still on my DL and tout because we, you know, I didn't have to make the move this week. Yep. So get a week to see uh, what happens with Se- uh, with Seattle. See if they do anything with him. I doubt I'm going to chase him, but I would chase any of those Mariners, Castillo. Seawald, him, Giles, whatever. Any of them before the race. Okay. Yep. Uh, principled stand. I appreciate that yep. there. <clears throat> Let's uh, take a look at a couple other guys. Uh, 
you know, we talked bad Barrios already. You know, I'm glad you brought up JT Brubaker in the uh, outline because I mentioned him on the show today. He's actually been quietly very good since the well, good. I mean, yeah, I'm about very right. good. Good yeah, since yeah. May. Uh, and I, he's getting you, he's usable he, because of the strikeouts. I don't know, got his first win yesterday. So let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. But it was an era of good feelings last night for the Pittsburgh Pirates fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he he got his first win. Like you said, he's been better. I I kind of sp- I have I have Brubaker in a lot of leagues because I drafted him in a lot of draft and holds uh, because he gets strikeouts. I used him in some. I didn't use him in others. It kind of just depended what my other options were. Because you just have so many pitchers to choose from in the draft and holds. Um, I didn't bid on him in NFBC leagues for the two starts. I just didn't feel good about it. I now obviously now I regret it. Um, but you're right. He had a 263 ERA. He's not a whip guy at all. He had, but he had 263 no. RA last month. It's 403 this month. 403 isn't great when you factor in that he threw six scoreless innings last night. So, so it didn't it didn't start June. It wasn't great in June coming into last night. He's not a whip guy. Like I said, he's not a whip guy at all. It's 143 this year. His career's 135. Like he's going to hurt your whip. He's probably going to hurt your ERA too. Like at least somewhat. So he's basically a strikeout worst, guy. But your worst yeah. starter is going to hurt your ERA. Like that's normal for your worst starter to hurt your ERA. It's just a matter of how much. They can't all help your ERA. So it's just a matter of how much is he going to hurt it. Yeah, he's a strikeout guy. Like he's at seventy right now. Um, you know, he was he's more than a strikeout per inning guy in his career. If he stays healthy this year could get you 160 170 strikeouts so it's just the problem is with the pirates and with his era being typically a little high like how many wins can he get you so far this year it's one last year it was five in 24 starts so it's just are you better off i guess it depends how bad your how tight your strikeouts race is that's the one category though he could definitely help you probably more than anyone else that you'll find on the waiver wire yeah uh and yeah, check to see if he's rostered uh and obviously got to check the matchups a lot too absolutely uh, and i think that that's just like almost everybody right now and that's just the thing it's really hard to find good starters now on the waiver wire uh i mean can i interest you in jared eikhoff no i don't think so can you even tell me fred <laughs> without looking what team is jared eikhoff on now, right now? um he's starting I... tomorrow Oh, I just looked it. I was, I was going to, uh, I was going to, oh, no, I was going to be wrong. I was going to say the Mets. I was going to say the Mets. Yeah. I looked, I, I set my guess in my head. I wasn't cheating. I set my guess in my head and then I looked it up. I, it's the, I was going to say the Mets. It, it's, it's the, the, the Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. He used to be a thing. He was briefly a thing in the first couple of years of his career. So I get like alerts uh, whenever we, we have a guy that's not, got, doesn't have a projection that's now on our projected starters grid. Okay. So I have to throw a projection in there and it's just, it's getting grimmer. Every time yeah. guy I add, it's just like not like it's a top prospect. Oh, I can't wait to add this one. No, it's yeah. Jared Icon, four, four yeah. innings, four runs. That's my projection. Yep. Pain. Pain is my projection. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's pretty bad uh all around there. And just trying, you know, finding guys to pick up to stream. Uh, you you talked about how uh Josh Winkowski was, you know, it's maybe it's just stream against the Tigers. So that yeah. might have been your answer. Now he's got another start this week. You almost don't want him to have that second start in a way because it's against the it's at Cleveland and Cleveland's actually they've been hot lately, yeah, reasonably decent hitting team. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you really want that start, but it, it may have to have it. Um, yeah, you hope Garrett Whitlock's maybe back by then. That that could be your if Garrett Whitlock's back and maybe you can get in by that start. Then maybe I don't get the second start. If I had picked him up, that's what I would be hoping for right yep. now. But but it does show like like you said like he did well against the Tigers. 
Brubaker did well against the Cubs. Nothing that I'm saying is like new fantasy information, but it's maybe a reminder that if you don't like the talent of anyone on the waiver wire, then just chase a team, like a team that you feel like probably won't, it won't beat the other team's starting pitcher up. Chase the Tigers, yep. chase the A's, chase the Cubs, right? So chase those teams. If, if again, first priority, do, do you actually like any of the starting pitchers on the waiver wire? Do you think there's skills there? If there's no skills there, find someone who's facing the tigers or put in another reliever. Yep. That too. Yeah. Put in clay Holmes. Hope he get, ah, I didn't get the save, but he got a win. Oh wait, what? He didn't get a win. What? Did you see that? I'm not totally familiar with what happened with clay Holmes last night. I know from Tristan Cockroft that it was really unusual. Yep. Go ahead. So it is what it's the, you know, score official scores discretion, but it was kind of weird. It wasn't like it was like, Oh, the starter didn't go five sort of thing. It was Holmes came in in the eighth. They're going to have him get a five out save. He, he didn't, he didn't obviously didn't get the save. Uh, he gave up, he let their Coles inherited runner score yeah. and one of his own, but gave up this double as a ground ball down the first baseline. Frankly, I didn't think it was that hard hit. I didn't think it was that bad of a pitch, but that put it second and third. Then there was a sack fly and this little dink infield single that was hit so slow that it couldn't throw him out at first, turn into an infield hit. Then he got the, a, stri- a strikeout to end the inning. Got out of there. It's still two to two. Yankees scored two in the top of the ninth. You think Wandy Peralta came in, got the save? At least we thought he was. Nope. Wandy Peralta was given the win, and it was just scores discretion. Because, That's ridiculous. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm angry. Yeah. How is that even allowed? Yeah. Like how how is that? I I don't even understand. Like, and how many? Like I don't know. I've played like 25 years almost of fantasy baseball, and how is that even allowed? Like, like it's automatic. If I was sitting at home, I'd be like, well, Clay Holmes, he, he blew the, he blew the save on me, but at least he's going to get the win. Yeah. And, and he only gave it one run. It's like he gave <laughs> seven. Like what's the scores discretion? Like this is like when people talk about it being the ump show. Now it's the scores, just it's the scores show where he's like, Oh, I'm going to make my presence felt tonight, guys. Yeah. I'm going to exactly. take away the win from Clay Holmes because I don't like that. He gave up two hits and a walk. The, I, I don't know, like that the, that the uh, Yankees had found money with Clay Holmes. Nope, can't let this happen. We're going to punish uh, them for that. No. That is ridiculous. That should Major League Baseball should overturn that. That shouldn't even. That shouldn't be a discretionary thing. I didn't. Th- I, I forgot that it even was. But then again, you know, wins are so random anyhow, and sometimes yeah. there's some ill-deserved wins that happen. I didn't think that was one of them. It wasn't like he right. gave up like a bomb or something like that. Yeah, it's just. I think uh, when you're as a fan, when you're watching the game, you should know which pitcher is on in line for the win. Like you shouldn't be like, Oh, after the game, I'll just wait on pins and needles for the scorer to tell me who got the win. Like right. you should know as the game's going on, when that game's in the ninth inning, you should be like, Oh, Clay Holmes is going to get the win. If they, if, if, you know, if, if they, if Wandy Peralta can protect this lead, like you shouldn't, mm-hmm. again, it becomes the scorer show. What, and what's that all about? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it is ML an MLB position. I did find that it's not someone someone that like is yeah that works for it's the not team. The or team. It's not yeah a, yeah. So there is that. Yeah, that would be amazing. So you just you just put it to the road team all the yes. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, home team guys just sneak sneaking hundred dollar bills up to the official score. Yes. Keep make it sure fair. I get, make sure fair. I pick up the win. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. And make it look good. All yeah. right. Uh, Frank asked Garrett Whitlock, rest of the year starter. What do you think about that? Do you think he's rosterable as a starting pitcher currently hurt? Yes, I do. Oh, I think he's got the potential to be, mm-hmm. um, like there's a limited track record there. So, 
Right. We'll see, like, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I, th- I think he definitely has the potential to be, I think there's still potential for Garrett Whitlock to come back from injury and be really good in the second half. Yeah. I just, you know, I question, you know, it's a hip injury, so it's not like an arm injury yeah. or something like that. I do question a little bit, like how durable he's going to be able to be yeah. at being stretched out uh third time through the order, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of good skills. Um, he, he matches, he might be the guy with the best projection that I don't own anywhere. Um, where I was optimistic about him, but then I held off because of role couldn't decide whether they're going to have him close, whether they're going to have him start. I didn't necessarily believe starting would stick. So I just didn't stay with it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still rooting for him because I like him a lot. Obviously I do. I had a good projection for him, but I just, I didn't get him anywhere. Yeah, I mean, before he went on the IL, the last start was poor. Not unusual for guys who are about to go on the IL. Uh, the, the two starts before that were six innings. Uh, one with one unearned run and one with two runs. Uh, not a ton of strikeouts in them, but yeah, he was he, he was a little up and down as a starter, but there's just there's a lot of potential there. He's someone who I would definitely, I would wait on. I would want to see some starts when he comes back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's finish uh, with uh, Angels and Royals last night. Once again, facing Thor is a cheat code for stolen bases. Talking with Todd Zola on the show about this today. He knows that all too well because of uh, in Stratomatic. He played in a playoff game where teams ran wild against his Thor. The difference then was at least Thor was getting strikeouts. He's not getting those now. That's right. Yeah, I've kind of voiced on here my lack of interest in Thor. My interest in Thor is, is singular now. It's finding players who are going to match up against him. Yeah, because, because the stolen bases are so plentiful. Uh, he doesn't give up a ton of home runs. I, I did comment that he gave up a lot of home runs last night. That's not usually a thing for him. The stolen bases, though, are always a thing. But Thor yeah. is a pitcher. Like, you're getting ratios that are fine, like 386 ERA, 120 whip in this universe. That's fine. But not a lot of strikeouts, only 40 so far. Uh, he's fine. On a 15-team league, he's 100% stays on your roster. Yeah, like you just live with the low strikeouts on a 12 team league. I guess he's on your roster because the starting pitcher pool kind of starting to suck, but he's like your last starter in a 12 team league because the strikeout rate there's relievers who have almost as many strikeouts as him. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And uh, that that's yeah. And that that's part of it explains, you know, the angels were hoping for more uh, when, yeah, they got that there. So I, I get that there. Um, I also think the other thing I could draw from that game is uh, I might start finding lefties to start against stream against the angels. Chris Bubich had seven strikeouts in six innings yesterday. Uh, Robbie Ray had his big outing Friday against them lefties against the angels. It's, it's a good way to find some strikeouts. Yep. You know, that could be a good plan. And this is, we've hit the point in the season where there's enough data. Sometimes I jump the gun on this and I, and other people do too, but where you get early season data and you start, assigning you know this team's good versus this this team's bad versus that i think by now though i think we're far enough you know most teams are on 65 games into the season i think we're we're good enough now that we can say confidently you know at least with some confidence which teams are are best and worst against uh in certain situations so yeah and the angels against lefties yeah that that can be a good target for you for strikeouts indeed all right um anything else you want to close up with here before we sign off 
Uh, let's see, Paul Goldschmidt. We got. I don't think we covered oh, him. Oh yeah, he's, we didn't mention day to him. day. Yeah. he's been good. He's been good this year. No one mentions him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He gets mentioned yeah. all the time. <laughs> Third rated uh, player him. in our earned auction values uh, tool on RotoWire right now, uh, which is pretty amazing because he he's not much of a runner. Does a three stolen bases, but. He is sitting out tonight, so something to watch for with that. So, yeah, he's day-to-day, which is like wasn't supposed to be a big deal this year. But I'll give you a couple rapid-fire ones, actually, on the way out. So, Aaron Ashby's hurt. Keep him, wait it out, or drop him? <coughs> for, We're assuming that straight, we don't I think. Yeah. Um, I think if you Those don't have... a big deal. <coughs> Yikes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll start by saying I would keep at Ashby. I just wrote him up about a week ago. He's got a nice mix of strikeouts and ground balls. He walks a few too many batters, but eh, nobody's perfect. Well, some guys I like are. the he, potential ability. Yes. I think if you're in a league where you don't have IL spots, he becomes a hard guy to hold on to. Would you keep him or Trevor Rogers? Rogers. Okay. okay. He's the I healthy think, guy now. For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think if it, if those are my only two choices for a drop, I'm dropping Ashby first. Yeah, I'd say I'll give you one more thing before we go, and it's Alec Thomas. I couldn't believe, and I know not every because not everything's NFBC. I couldn't believe when I was writing him up last week at the time, and I bet it hasn't changed much. He was eighty percent available in Yahoo leagues. Um, we started with a prospect, O'Neill Cruz. Right. Alec Thomas. I don't know if people totally get how high he is on the like MLB pipeline type prospect list. Like he's really high on those lists. He's come up. He's played fine. Like his his OPS is like in the mid to high seven hundreds. He's got a few mm-hmm. homers, and he's got five. He's got extols fourth base, so he's kind of like contributing all around. Yeah, um, he's doing everything right for a high end prospect. He's come up. He's not getting embarrassed. He's going to keep playing. People aren't really giving him much attention. I don't. I don't totally get it, except maybe that he's on the Diamondbacks and people don't pay much. He was attention on the Diamondbacks and he was batting low in the order for a long time yeah. when he first came up. Uh, but. You know, with Kettle Marte, who has been out for a while, I think he's back tonight, actually, as a DH. Yeah. But uh, I think that bumped Thomas up in the in the batting order. Uh, so yeah. that might have something to do with it. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know why. Five homers, four stolen bases in, in 39 games as a 22-year-old? Yeah, right. I, I'm interested. Um Obviously, he's not available in Yahoo Friends and Family because you would have checked that already. Um, so I, I, I'll – yeah. I'll, sp- I'll spare that check. But, and and uh, I know he's not. I know in NFBC leagues, it's a moot point. Like, I'm sure he's rostered right. all of them, even the 12 teamers. But for people on other, who play on other sites, yeah, he's much more widely available. I think if he had come up to a marquee team, it doesn't have to be the Yankees. Like, if he had come up to the Braves or something like that, um, yeah. I think he would be rostered in twice as many. Way, more than that. More than A team that's actually good. team that's content. Yeah. I mean, the, the the Diamondbacks, better for better or worse, are considered like a dead end team this year. Um, even when they had a winning record, it was like I can't believe the Diamondbacks had a winning record, and then they lost a ton, and so they kind yeah. of dropped that of consideration there. I feel bit. like people are going to race out to pick up O'Neill Cruz, and Alec Thomas has been sitting there the whole time. And I I would rather yeah. have Cruz. I think most people would, but there's a very very possible where Thomas is better the rest of the way. I'm I might rather have Thomas. Okay. Um. Okay. I mean, Diamondbacks lineup's bad, but it's, can it be? Is it's better than the Pirates? Any better? I mean, yeah, I, I know by the end of Cruz's first game, he was rostered in more than double the Yahoo leagues than Thomas. I think maybe sorry by first pitch of his first game, he was rostered in more than double uh, the Yahoo leagues of Thomas. Yeah. So and he hadn't even played 
yet. So, and Thomas, yeah, like I said, has been doing well. People, fantasy people get bored with, with players so fast. Yeah, I get, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll close with one question. Matt posts in the forum here. Do you drop you, uh, is that Lourdes Guriel or yeah, it's, got, Guriel it's Guriel Jr. Jr. So, it so it's got to be Lourdes. Yeah. Not Yuli. Yuli's actually, uh, pretty sketch too this year. Mm-hmm. He's having a pretty bad year. Lourdes is batting eighth tonight. Um, four homers, two stolen bases, 271. I mean, he's fine. It's not great though. He's, he, he was, yeah. I, I mean, I think, Happy fun ball really made him look a lot better than he was. So, so Guriel's been really good in June, 898 OPS. Okay. Um, hit a grand slam recently. He's hitting 350 this month. He kind of is what he is. Like, this is his home, his home, right? You, like you said, like, like the home runs are down. Like, he didn't play yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, that's okay. No, he's, he's only got four homers this year. That's a big problem. But he's already got a couple this month. His batting average is 271. That's close to his career batting average. You never thought you were going to get steals anyways. He just needs a few more home runs, and he's back to Lourdes. I think the rest of the way, he will be what we expect Lourdes to be. And what we expect Lourdes to be is only like a three or four homer a month guy. Like, he's a 20 homer guy. That's yeah. three or four homers a month. That's He's off that pace right now, but not by a ton. So, I mean the question of do you drop him when Pena comes back? Like, like, I, like I, like if you need to activate Pena and you need to drop someone, then I guess you could drop him. It all obviously all depends who else you could drop. I would rather have Pena the rest of the way, just because the power speed mix is more exciting, but, but I, Lourdes is usually a contributor. Yeah. He's hitting really low in the lineup, but that's because the lineup's been really good lately. I mean, I can see why the question was asked though. He, he, he yeah. sat out two of the three last game, last two of the last three games. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, and then he, yeah, he, he's one for his last 12 going into tonight, too. That one was a grand slam. So, eh, I hold on for a while. I guess it, you know, a lot of that also hinges on who else would you drop otherwise. Obviously, you're not yeah. dropping Pena. So then you have to find another drop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't think there's an injury here. Like, hit the grand slam Sunday, I think. Right. And yeah. he's playing tonight. So, yeah. 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 yeah so don't drop, but. I understand. Oh, I well, if you have understand. to drop them. Yeah. If it's a 10 team league and this is your worst player. Yeah. It's gotta I mean, go. All politics are local. That's yes. absolutely yes, right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Fred, what are you working on? I've got last week. I had an article on Yahoo about ground ball, heavy pitchers and kind of profiled some of the most ground ball, heavy pitchers in baseball. And this we and kind of why they can be a good source of ERA, but probably not, a, not often a good source of whip. Um, and this week I'm going in the opposite direction and talking about fly ball pitchers and who can often be a good source of whip, but are not always a good source of ERA. And who are some of these Christian Javier, Tristan McKenzie, some of these really one of your right. new faves, Hunter Green, are some of these really fly ball heavy pitchers. Right, right. Fly ball heavy pitcher in the f- bad fly ball ballpark. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Although yeah. I think his worst starts have been on the road, actually, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Good stuff. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thanks for all the good questions in the forum. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you. Run it back again next week. Take care.